What is up, guys? And thank you so much for checking in and listening to this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a lot to get to on today's show, so we're going to try to get right to it. Um, plenty of stuff about Miss Marvel, Samuel Jackson, uh, appears to be on his way to a Disney Plus series. We have a new date for Black Widow. Um, we have a new series coming to HBO Max. That's a DC Center series based on one of the movies we have coming out shortly. And a major DC show has been canceled. So, um, should be a great show. Hope you guys enjoy it. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart, who is back this week. Sham, it's good to have you back, man. We're looking forward to talking about today. Yeah, EJ, so it's glad to be back. You know, I always love doing the show with you guys. Um, uh, this week, I mean, we got a lot of interesting topics this week. Um, I mean, and we know it's a pretty interesting topic on uh, Peacemaker and uh, from uh, the Suicide Squad. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. And I'm looking forward to talking about some of the new Black Adam news that we got. It should be an interesting discussion as well. Yes, it should be. It should be a very um, uh, interesting discussion regarding some of these. I felt like this was a, a big week. Kendall, of course, joins me Kendall, uh, on the show as well. Kendall, I felt like this was uh, a big week. I felt It felt like we started to kind of see some of the new phase of Marvel content and even some of the stuff we were expecting to see from DC kind of crystallized a little bit this week. Did you get that same feeling? Uh, yeah. Um... Yeah, I think was, I think you could call it a big week. I mean, obviously we had a lot of disappointing news, but um, we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I guess a big week is one way to to, to categorize it. Yeah, I mean, because there's other stuff we know we haven't we're not able to get to on the show, but there's some casting stuff regarding um, uh, Echo maybe appearing in Hawkeye and Mockingbird maybe appearing in Hawkeye. So that's why I didn't even make the cut for this week's episode. So it just it just seems like, especially with Marvel, that they seem to be kind of um, putting their head forward and, and moving forward in a, in a big way. But let's uh, let's start this show now. Let's talk about the big news that broke just today. We're recording this on a Wednesday evening. Uh, Iman Vellani, a, a teenage Canadian actress, is set to cast set to be cast as Kamala Khan in the upcoming Disney Plus series Miss Marvel. Avlani, who is a newcomer to Hollywood, will also be featured as Khan in future Marvel projects. Now, of course, Kamala Khan is a Pakistani-American inhuman from New Jersey who is inspired by the example set by Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Uh, In the comics, Danvers gives her her blessing once uh, um, Kamala decides from superhero to take on the mantle as Miss Marvel, which, of course, was Carol's uh, longtime moniker for, for decades in the comic books. So, uh, Kendall, we have a Miss Marvel. Uh, Feige and the Marvel crew are going young and unknown for this casting. What do you make of uh, the decision here? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, I mentioned on the, I think it was the last show we did. I said that I expect by the next show that we'll have a Captain uh, Miss Marvel cast. You did say that um, after the She Hulk thing and. I mean, it hit it. I was almost off. <laughs> I was, you know, hit it right on the day that we that we uh, decided to do it. Uh, not on the normal day we film anyway, so I guess maybe I was off, but who knows? Um, but still, um, and not film record, but still. Uh, no, regardless, I think this is a cool. Uh, I think this is a cool casting. I guess. I mean, I can't 
speak to any scouting report. I can't speak to any uh, breakdown of whether or not she'll be a good fit on the role. But as I said, with um, the last few Marvel castings that we've talked about, She-Hulk, King, um, I trust Kevin Feige. Um, so regardless, honestly, he could cast Shamari as, you know, Reed Richards. <laughs> and I'll be like, look, man, Kevin Feige, you must have solved something. Uh, you know something I don't know, Kendall? You got some sources on uh, Shamari? You got the inside track on that role? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, you know, I'm his agent, so we've been in, con- we've been in conversation. <laughs> uh, no, but no, yeah, it's um, but yeah, so I can't speak to the actual actress, uh, you know, definitely happy for her. Um, glad we didn't get too many names that came out in terms of people in consideration, because that's always tough. Obviously, with the Tom Holland Peter Parker casting, that was a very public situation. Uh, Han Solo was a very public one. And, you know, when you have those when you have those types of castings, yes, one person gets the role, but then you'll have the Ace of Butterfields that did not get the Spider-Man role. You have the Miles Teller that did not get the Han Solo role. And those situations can be awkward sometimes. I mean, it is what it is, but when you're talking about Kamala Khan, you know, this is a... Uh, you know, there's definitely going to be someone who's gonna, not going to be a mainstream person anyway. You know, so like I, Ace of Butterfield, you only feel but so sad. He's been in major movies. Same with Miles Teller. But, you know, this was a role that's kind of one in a million. So I'm glad that this was kind of under the radar. You definitely feel bad for the people that auditioned, maybe were close but couldn't get it. But, you know, happy for the uh, happy for the winner of this race. I mean, it almost feel like a contest. You know, I don't want to, you know... I, yeah, it it just feels like it feels like something where it's like wow, you know, like definitely somebody that kind of came out of nowhere, you know. Um, this could be a this could be definitely a nice discovery project, a nice discovery uh, story to follow um, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sham, and Sham, I saw uh, you know this was of course reported by Justin Crow first, so shout out to him. And Boris Kit had added that uh, he heard that Marvel had been testing actresses in the summer and made their decision uh, in late. August, early September, by uh, choosing um, Villani. Shmaria, to me, this, this, I know Kendall mentioned that yeah, this wasn't necessarily similar to the Holland thing in the sense that, you know, it wasn't very public about the names that were being thrown out there. But this does, in some degree, remind me of the, the Holland casting as Peter Parker because Holland at the time was not a big name. And it was a similar process where it seemed like Marvel had been going through multiple people and testing them out. This wasn't a, I'm going to call your agent and I want you to, then you're going to get the job. This was a, hey, we're trying to find this person. And it was a, a it was a, a full casting call. And it seemed like Villani came out on top, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that definitely seems like, um, like what happened. It seems like she definitely earned the role. So it didn't seem like, didn't seem like this was something that was just given to her. And she doesn't have, or at least not that I I can see. Jamar, are you saying that uh, a... she doesn't have the same agent as Feige? <laughs> you know, they don't have the same agent, so they just, they just gave it to her. Uh, but uh, but I mean, she doesn't have the 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 um the filmography that would it would be like okay, yeah, Feige just gave her this role, like Sam Jackson and Nick Fury, where okay, Feige just said no, you're you're Nick Fury, or or uh, Favreau just said you're Nick Fury. Right. Yeah. You know, so that isn't. So that isn't what happened here. Um, but either way, this is very exciting. I mean, we have a Miss Marvel. I mean, I mean, she definitely looks looks like she can play the role. I don't know. Um, you know, we ha- have to wait and see when it comes to to the 
acting chops, but like Kendall said, you put trust in Feige, right? You put your trust in yeah. Feige that he's not just going to pick somebody um, that is just, you know, oh, they, they did had a couple good reads. Yeah. And, okay, yep, you're, that's, you're the one. That's it. That's... Especially for... Mm-hmm. A, especially for a character that, it, well, especially one they obviously like EJ said they auditioned the, the the actress, so it's not like this is somebody somebody out of nowhere where it's like yeah maybe Feige saw this guy in this one movie and thought this guy'd be perfect to play so and so, but it just didn't fit. This is somebody who they found specifically for this role, auditioned yeah. for this role, had them read lines probably, mm-hmm. and it made sense. But also you're talking about a character that I think is pretty. It's pretty flexible, I think, in terms of the characterization. I mean, I think there are certainly going to be some people, or there's certainly going to be a characterization to this specific Miss Marvel. But you know, I think they can take liberties in terms of how you make the how you make the character. So you can kind of even have the actual character fit the actress if if need be. Yeah, yeah, I think there is some flexibility there as well. Um, but yeah, overall, I I mean, I think it's a. I mean, so far, I have nothing negative to say. Certainly nothing negative to say. I wish the actress the best of luck. Uh, just the the I think just fans in general can be cruel. So you know, hopefully this isn't a situation where it turns negative or sour. And hopefully she does a good job. You know, let's keep it real. You know, hopefully she she is able to perform well as Miss Marvel. Yeah, and hopefully um, they give her good stuff. You know, even if yeah, I'm yeah, sure she'll sure have yeah. the chops, but you know, now it's just gonna come down to what Marvel can do with her, you know, and whether or not yeah. they characterize the character in a way that people enjoy. Yeah, and to absolutely. me, you know, I, I have a lot of confidence that, you know, she will. You know, I don't obviously none of us no one really has seen anything that Villani has done. because um, she's you know so new in the business. But the fact that um that she impressed the Marvel execs and Marvel producers this much that they would they would give her this role. And I know it's a, you know, Kendall mentioned it's kind of a one-for-one one kind of role in the sense that, unfortunately, we just don't have a lot of uh, representation for a young Muslim woman, women or, or girls. And she's a teenager, um, you know, on our, on our big screen or on our little screens or anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So it's... Now it's not like there are there are not existing. There are there are some, but there's just not a lot. So the person you were going to get was probably going to be a little more known anyway. But I feel confident that they if they're tapping somebody that no one has heard of pretty much, um, but they had to go through a rigorous kind of casting call for it. I feel like Marvel got their person. Um, Feige doesn't make too many mistakes when it comes to casting, and just like when we talked about the Holland thing, where it was like. All right, you know, British kid. Let's see how he can do being Peter Parker. Will he believe, believe, be believable? Because um, I mean, you know, Peter's this young kid from Queens, and you're asking a young British actor to have a you know reliable New York accent, and uh, you know, obviously Tom did what he did with that role. He's you know the face of the Marvel slash Sony brand. So uh, I, I think the same thing will happen here. I know I'm gonna be. Uh, I have. Uh, I wish the best of luck to Amon. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. I assume it's Iman. But um but yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm fascinated to see how this all shakes out. Last thing, Kendall? I, I have a quick uh question for you guys. A little more of a trivia kinda off the top of your head. But what do you guys feel like we're talking a lot of we talked a lot of a lot the last couple of weeks about Kevin Feige casting and about how good they are. What do we think what do we look at as a bad Kevin Feige casting? What's yeah, I, I don't want to say the worst because off the top of your head, it's hard to find the worst. But what's one that you look at and you say, this one didn't work for me? 
I think there's a lot of people that don't like the Brie Larson casting. That's the, that's the first. I, I'll be honest, man. I was gonna say I'm not gonna say that the jury. I think the jury is still out, but the Brie Larson casting um, is TBD to me. I'll be honest, it's TBD. Brie it's Larson, that, see that? It's not that Brie was so bad, much. but yeah, yeah. I, said, I think part of it is is Carol's character is a little bit. She's kind of always been kind of a little bit. She's not always. She's not dry per se, but. You know, it, it, she she's a she's a particular kind of person, and I think it's it's it takes it it takes a good writer I think to bring out the charisma in the Carol Danvers, and I'm not talking necessarily about the actors. I'm talking about the writing. My issues with Carol will be more about necessarily the writing and Brie. I think Brie was doing the role as they were directing her, but um, but I can't say for sure that's been a slam dunk. I, I cannot say that. You know, that's the one that immediately came to mind. I know Shan mentioned it. Like, I'm not saying it's bad. Again, she's going to be in another movie. <laughs> Brie Larson ain't going nowhere. So there's going to be plenty. And I, I think that eventually that feeling we have, that uncertainty, or some people, you know, people do, some people just don't like her. I don't think that'll last. I think eventually we'll, I think especially once we get into the secret invasion stuff that I expect to happen, um, we'll look at Brie differently. But yeah, she's, she's the first one that came to mind to me. So I was like, I don't know if that works. Um, I'll be honest. I think, I think, uh, and this is, I hate to do two women back to back, but I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I don't know how, how I felt about the Natalie Portman role. Um, you know, it's Dr. Foster. Yeah. I think, that, I, I'm real, we'll see. I think, I think she's been okay. Uh, we'll see I'm actually, I'm way more excited about her trying to do Thor than anything we saw from the first two movies. Yeah, I think that was more writing than I think with acting. I'll be honest. I, I I think we'll see the chops if the chops are there, which obviously we we've seen Natalie Portman. But like I thought, and I thought she, I thought she was very good in the first movie. I thought the second movie, she said she mailed it in. I mean, she hasn't yeah. said it, but everyone has said she mailed it in. So that right. casting, because really mostly the second movie, I don't really have an issue with her her role in the first movie. Um, to be fair, and you guys could think, um, I'm trying to think of some male characters. Before we move on, because I don't, I don't want to just pick two women. There's, there's got to be some men too. Like, those are the two that came to mind. I mean, you, it's or Kendall. like with Marvel. Like, I don't want to pick on them with the typical thing, but like they've got a lot of villains. Not fan of. Yeah, sometimes it's just too. the actor. Sometimes it's the, it's just the writing and the story. Um, the guy who played uh, Aldrich Killian. I thought he was all right. I thought the guy who played Darren Cross was all right. You know, Justin Hammer. Justin Hammer. I thought the Justin. I, Hammer. No, I like Justin Hammer. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Like, I mean, the character is what he is. So I thought he was funny. Like, you're not supposed to like him, you know? Yeah. Um, you're not supposed to like Darren Cross or K- Killian either, but those guys, I don't know. To me, it was just like, it, it, it was meaningless. You know, just yeah, Cross like, is probably, Cross was forgettable. Um, so he's kind of one that stands out to me as someone who was, who was forgettable. What do you guys think of Rob Redford? He was good. Love, love Rob Redford. Yeah, he was good. He, no one talks about him a lot, so I wanted to bring him up. But yeah, and it's funny because like anytime I watch that movie, like I'm like, yo, Robert Redford's in this movie. We should have known this was going to be a certified classic alone just by his presence. President. I mean, he doesn't do these. President kind of Redford. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of any other bad male. Yeah, I'm trying to find the obvious bad one. Like, I don't think there really is one, which is good for good for. Yeah, Marvel. I mean, they don't they don't normally botch this kind of thing, and I think the ones that even I mentioned are questionable at best. I don't think that they're slam dunk bad at castings. 
How about this? If we if we think about one at the end of the show, we'll bring it back up. Yeah, there you go. That makes sense because we got to move on. Um, Samuel Jackson will return as Nick Fury for an upcoming Marvel series to debut on Disney+. Plus. Now, Shamari is unclear what their project is, but Jackson is expected to have a starring role. And the series will be led by showrunner uh, Kyle Bradstreet. Bradstreet last served as an EP on uh, Mr. Robot on U.S. Network. USA Network, I'm sorry. So, uh, so Sham, what do you make of uh, this this story that we have now that uh, it looks like Nick Fury will be seeing more of him on, uh, on on the Disney Plus app? I think this is very exciting. I mean, last time we saw Nick Fury, he was in space. So it makes you think there's maybe some kind of sword or or a space-related um, series. I don't know how far in the future this is supposed to be, because it wasn't even announced before. So, I mean, we're supposed to have all these other shows, Moon Knight. Um, yeah, these officially released these officially shows. officially released She-Hulk. Like three, four years away, it feels like. Three, four, or now maybe even four or five now. So, I mean, <laughs> who knows when this Nick Fury show is even going to come out. Right. Honestly. Um, but either way, it's very exciting. Samuel Jackson's extremely talented. I can't remember the last time I've seen him. Probably Agents of Shield, I guess, when he appeared on Agents of Shield. But in terms of him TV. having, yeah, yeah, him having his own show, yeah. this is pretty new. You gotta be paying him a boatload of money, I'm sure. <laughs> so, so good. Don't for worry, him. Disney's got it. Yeah, yeah, Disney, yeah, Disney. Um, for Marvel and for for these movies, they're willing they're willing to shell out a lot of money. So, um, so yeah, I think this is very exciting news. It is great for Sam Jackson, great for Disney, um, great for Disney Plus, and it's good for the MCU. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 cool. Um, I'm never gonna reject a Disney Plus series. You know, if Marvel wants to do it, they got the they got the time, they got the budget. Um, if the if the choice is no Nick Fury series. Or just have the Nick Fury series. I'll take it. Uh, with that being said, I, it wouldn't have been my first choice. If Kevin Feige went to me and was like, "Give me a pitch for a Disney Plus Marvel series," um, maybe we'll do this in a YouTube video at some point. But it would not have been Nick Fury. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you know, some people. I believe Grace Randolph had said that she that she's confident that this is the Secret Invasion show that we've talked about. Uh, on the show before, um, so maybe that leads credence to lends credence to it being something that has been out there for a while, and now this is kind of the official confirmation, uh, the unofficial official confirmation of it. Um, but if it is something completely brand new that we haven't talked about, if the secret invasion thing isn't a thing, or there is no secret invasion element to this show, then yeah, I, this is definitely surprising, um, and. I mean, it should be interesting. I, I got I got uh, tricked because there was a fake uh, discussing film uh, Twitter account that tweeted that Chloe Bennett was in the show, and I thought it was real. I was like, they linked to the article, and I'm reading the article. I'm like, where in this damn article does it say that Chloe Bennett is in the show? Yeah, you got something into the fake news. Yeah, and then I, I looked at the Twitter account. It was like, you know, Johnny McGarfer or something like that, <laughs> but it was pretending to be discussing film. And so I don't know what the deal is with this show. But um, will it have an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. connection? Probably not, um, especially considering the Mockingbird stuff that E.J. mentioned, where it seems like they're going to recast Mockingbird. Uh, so if they're recasting Mockingbird, but then you put 
quake in the show that doesn't really make any sense. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, more Nick Fury, more Sam Jackson. I guess it's it's positive, but um, wouldn't that be two Nick Fury? Oh, wouldn't that be two Sam Jackson shows? I mean, me and Shamari just talked about Daniel RPK talking about a Mace Windu Disney yeah, Plus series, and now we got Nick Fury <laughs> doing coming out uh, maybe guys sources are he's all over disney plus maybe, maybe a source went to him and said yeah wait, there's gonna be a, a, a samuel jackson disney he, plus series shifting to disney plus that's yeah. his new platform yeah it's a new medium uh, he probably has stock but yeah yeah EJ, i'm excited yeah i mean uh i'm excited for it um i i agree it was not something i expected per se uh, it does seem like i just don't know when or how marvel and disney are gonna do all these projects because now this is an unnamed project that's not any of the ones we've heard. And that's not even the ones that we know that are coming out, like, soonish, you know. Because we got, obviously, you know, um, you know Captain Captain America, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, uh, the uh, WandaVision show, Loki, and some of those recent shows. And then you got the shows down the road that are, like, uh, you know, Miss Marvel, as we talked about at the top of the show, She-Hulk, Moon Knight. You know, that's well down the road. And this is... <laughs> Something that we don't even know when this is coming out, what this is supposed to be. But uh, I'm excited, obviously, you know, with how they tease, you know, spoiler alert, the end of um, Spider-Man Far From Home with the uh, the whole Nick Fury with the, setting up his own space station and what appears to be uh, SWORD, which is, the, of course, you know, the, kind of the, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. of space with, uh, with Maria Hill. That's all exciting. If they go that route, I really would enjoy it. But I'll be honest, I just want to throw this out there real quick. You know, when I was, uh, you know, when I heard this come out, you know, the first thing I thought was, oh, man, well, I want to see Agents of Sword. That'd be awesome because everyone wants to see that. But and I don't think this is going to be the, the story that we're going to get. But what if Marvel wasn't doing Sword? What if Marvel decided to do something else with Nick Fury? Because think about it. We have um, the scrolls being introduced. We, we introduced the idea of the scrolls infiltrating as and acting as normal uh, Marvel figures with what happened with Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, what if we link to another Nick Fury story that was heavily linked to the scrolls and linked to the um, the secret invasion storyline from the comic books? And what if they did Secret Warriors? Now, I don't think this is a light. This is likely. But then, you know, me being again, that's my era of comic books dating back to, you know, late you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, that era. That's when this uh, these books came out, and that's when around Secret Invasion happened. You know, Nick Fury had wanted to had put together a superhero team of of kind of under the radar heroes, heroes that he knew weren't going to be scrolls, but also he could develop into his own unit, and that included, and to my surprise, I kind of forgot. I knew one of them. I knew Daisy Johnson was part of him. But I also forgot that Yo Yo was also part of this team. So. Those are two characters that have already been established in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that were a part of Nick Fury's Secret Warriors. And then the rest of the team is already uh, all characters I would love to see brought to the uh, brought to the forefront anyway. You know, I think that a character like Phobos, you know, the, the, the son of Ares, would be just awesome to see put onto the big screen. Um, so... My hope is maybe, you know, Agents of, you know, Agents of Swore stuff does happen, but maybe he does put together a team that is similar to the uh, Secret Warriors team that we saw in the comics that was uh, developed by um, 
Brian Michael Bendis and uh, Jonathan Hickman, who I always say right now is the best in the world when it comes to comic book writing. So just a little thought out there, just in case people um, there, there was, think about what they could be. I, I would love to see that. Yeah, there was a, a rumor back in, uh, I don't remember when, but I feel like early this year that they were doing a Secret Warriors Disney Plus project. So, um, I mean, that would, if, if they wanted to include not- Chloe Bennett and they wanted to have um, uh, Natalie Cordova uh to to come back to that role i mean you can you have natalia i'm sorry cordova to come back to that role you have the characters i mean you have the actresses you have the people already have a fan base yeah. already have a following like it's it's set up really I mean, nicely to do that i mean they're gonna they've done it before as we've talked about but the recasting thing with mockingbird and then you trying to then pretend that it's that it's the same universe is definitely going to be awkward um but I mean, look, it's TV. Now they anybody's gonna go nuts. <laughs> you could say it's the same universe, but they look the same in this one. But this person looks different. I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> and I mean, it's a space. It's space. It's yeah. Marvel, scrolls. And and scrolls. You can make up some random. Oh, I don't know what happened. And oh, uh, oh, this is a different. I don't know the universe. Yeah, exactly. Whatever you know, DC does it all the time. It, it, <laughs> I do find it funny though, EJ. You you uh you referenced uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming when you when you said Nick Fury and uh, spoiler Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, of course, uh, a movie that came out uh, what last year? Yeah, definitely not a spoiler. Yeah, it's definitely not a spoiler. I thought you were gonna say. Uh, I mean, a spoiler no, alert, look, but man, uh, I don't know. Maybe yeah, you got. Look, it's international. We're taping this podcast on International Podcasting Day. We're taping this podcast on International Podcasting Day. Who knows? Maybe somebody is tuning in for the first time and they don't know. They don't watch these hero these shows. That yeah, look, are like, man, well, look, we're on Spotify. Spotify is everywhere, and you know somebody could be listening in from you know a country we've never heard of. And maybe they just saw Spider Man. Maybe Spider Man hadn't, you know, hadn't reached DVDs yet. You know, I don't know. Maybe uh, that's me yeah, speculating. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. Just, trying, just trying to look out for, just trying to look out for all the listeners, man. Just trying to look out for all the listeners there. Anyway, um, let's move on now to uh, another story. This one uh, disappointing to say the least. Uh, so Black Widow is yeah, officially bummer. pushed back to spring of next year. The movie starring Scarlett Johansson was moved to November of uh, of. Uh, of this upcoming year uh, due to COVID, or it moves to November of this year due to COVID, but now it's been pushed back yet again, this time to May 7th of 2021. That's a major pushback. You go from November of this year to May of next year. The move means more shuffling for the Marvel calendar. The Eternals will now debut on in November of 2021. Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings moves back from May of 2021 to July of 2021, which actually moves Shang-Chi while it's moving back, it actually does move ahead of the Eternals. So that's an interesting thing that that's now happening apparently. Uh, so Kendall, you've been the big guy on you know Black Widow needing to come out on Disney Plus for a long time. So I know this is uh, sour news for you, but uh, what do you make of this situation? Pain. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough. You know, I mean, uh, go vote in November, guys. Um. Of course, of course. But, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's tough, you know, that we're here, we're at this point, you know. Um, Disney made a business decision. Um, maybe the maybe the Mulan numbers weren't good. Maybe, I mean, all the metrics and all the indicators suggested that maybe they were solid, but we don't have the hard numbers. We don't have the analytics. Maybe Disney internally had the numbers and they crunched them, and I trust Disney's analytics people better than people that didn't have the numbers at all, trying to project what they should do. Um, 
you know they know they know more than I do, especially considering they have the data. So, um, you know, I'm not going to tell them how to run their business. Uh, they made the decision that was best for them. Um, I, you know, I I think they they hesitated, you know, at a time when I think they thought that things could have gotten better. I think if you would have told them that this was the ultimate outcome in March, that if they didn't release it. Um, that it was going to have to be pushed back. Like the only, the, if you would have told them in March that the nearest time that they'd be able to release it in theaters was potentially May, if if not further, then I think they would have released it earlier. But I think once they got to a certain point where it's like we're kind of caught in a rock, between a rock and a hard place where it's like, at this point we've waited so long now, we're kind of close to May, might as well push it back to May. I mean, I get it. They probably feel like we could take another five, six months of losses. You know, we could do go another five, six months without this movie. Um, so I get it from that perspective. But it is a bummer for people that have been waiting for this movie for years. So um, tough day. Uh, and like I mentioned, I'm sure you guys can touch on it. But the, the we don't know what the situation is going to be in May of 2021. I mean, Fauci was talking about movie theaters aren't going to be completely safe till what, fall of 2021? So... Um, I don't know what their box office is gonna look like. Even if you push it back to May, so I, not what I have, not what I would have advised. But I mean, they had to do the they had to make the decision that they felt was best for them. I trust to an extent Bob Iger, and uh, I trust less, but you know, willing to listen to uh, Bob Chapek's Bob Chapek as well. So interesting decision. Yeah, what do you make of this, Shane? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting decision. Um, definitely not. Uh, see, I have mixed feelings about it. Of course, I understand, you know, the movie business. I don't want theaters to go out of business because that's something that is very much on the line, uh, according to a lot of things, <laughs> the reports and things about movies kind of just making no money, movie theaters making no money, um, which is which is scary stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do you operate? It's <laughs> like, Wow. So, you know, I sympathize, I do sympathize with that. I enjoy going to the movies. I think it's a worthwhile experience. I don't want it to go away forever. So I do sympathize with that. At the same time, I, you know, my gut reaction is this is a very anti-consumer move, very anti-audience move to just say, oh, we're pushing it back until we can just release it in theaters, which, I mean, who nobody knows when that's going to be no one knows when you know when people and like kendall said when people are going to really be comfortable going to see the movie like that could be that could be years before people are really comfortable they're not going to see the numbers that they would have seen before they're they're just not it's not going to happen if they want to if they want to release it anytime soon they're not going to see the numbers that they would have seen before nope there's too many people um, especially in this country that have whatever health issues going on, whether it be some kind of condition, obesity, high blood pressure, anything. It could be anything. Any number of issues that people have is going to be like, no, I'll wait. Or they're just going to illegally watch it. You know, if it's something that they really, really, really need to see, they'll find a way to watch it online. But that's what's going to happen. So, I mean, Disney isn't going to make... I mean, they're they're taking a gamble and just guessing. Okay, well, I, I I'm guessing we'll make this at least this portion of the money back. 
that we would have lost, which is a, it's a completely blind guess. This is something they, they can't account for. Their analytics, <laughs> their data team can't just predict, okay, yeah, this is what this is how much we're going to make. They have no idea. It's a shot in the dark. So that's so that's the situation that they're in. Very risky. It's very risky. So they're, it seems like they're doing this for to try to, I mean, I, I would assume try to keep some profits, the Mulan, whatever the Mulan numbers were, were not at all what they wanted. Uh, they it seemed to have scared them off, uh, which I don't. I mean, I've said mentioned many times already on this show why I don't think that's a good measure, but that's what they did. Mulan was a movie that was coming out. That was their big movie, and that was going to be their measure. That was their test. <laughs> that was their field test, and it didn't work out for them. So, you know, scared them off. So now they're just gonna they're just waiting until next year. And yeah, I mean, I, the movie's not going to do great next year. I, I feel I agree. I think they should have just released it online, um, and just you know hoped that we get this vaccine and enough people take it. You could tell they were waiting for the vaccine with the release date, we put, putting it out in November. Yeah, they were hoping that you know yeah. Trump was right, basically. <laughs> that, that, that the Sorry, was I was laughing at that one, man. Yeah, that's what they were hoping for. They were hoping Trump was right. They were hoping that the vaccine was going to come out or some something was going to come out, some kind of vaccine <laughs> treatment, something that he was going to release something and people were going to take it and then go to the movies. That was their hope based on the, their, just the release date and the fact that they're now like, OK, so nothing's happening. We're just going to push it back. So. So it seems like that's where we're at. Um, it's not it's not very pleasant. I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to budge. I think they're pretty solid. I think they are doing a fast nine. We're fast nine. They're just like, nah, it's coming out next year. They did this smart thing. Yeah, look, they yeah, just like, oh, it's coming out next year. It was a universal like credit to them for being they're, having the foresight. Yeah, man. they're they're loyal to the theaters. They're like, we're just we're releasing it next year. So which I'm cool yeah, with, you know, like at least just tell me like from the beginning. All right, yo, this this is a wrap. This is this is this is a yeah. This is a dub. So we just got to move on. Been way past this at this point. We would have stopped talking about Black Widow. We mm-hmm. wasted so many hours talking about the movie, thinking about the movie. You know, hopefully the NBA these, players. Been all these think pieces that come out unnecessarily. <laughs> Do you think the NBA players actually saw it? No way, right? Yo, that's a good question. I don't think so. No, no I think way. That was, I think yeah. that was cat. One, you would have heard something. Like, yeah, yeah a guy like would have said, like, yo, leaked. like, that Black Widow movie was great or something like that. Yeah, I yeah. feel like something would have, something would have came out. Yeah, I think that was a that was, that was a, I think that was a negotiation a negotiating ploy that uh, <laughs> Disney pulled back on real quick when they saw what the coronavirus situation was looking like. See you, Yeah, man. A players Association might have to file a grievance with the league. So remember, I think when we talked when we talked about it, I don't remember if we talked about it on here or on Sports Talk. But I told, I think I said I didn't believe that that was going to happen. I thought there was no way. Like when, yeah. when Woj reported that, I was like, Yo, Woj is not. He's not Boris Kit. Like he he may have great sourcing on basketball, but he I don't think he knows if guys are gonna be able to see like Black Widow. Like I don't know. I think he I, I, like that was that was my feeling on it at the time, and I, I don't think I don't think that they've seen it. I think otherwise we would have heard something that they did see it. EJ, how do you feel? How do you feel about the the, the Shang Chi thing as well? We have so that's yeah that's the interesting thing. So Shang Chi only moves back two months, which is really only to give Black Widow the May release date, which you know makes sense. But again, it moves now. It moves it ahead of Eternals, which is a little surprising to me, uh, considering the mystical aspect of Eternals. 
I thought there may have been some overlap. Not a huge deal. Uh, I expect Eternals to probably have more to do with probably Doctor Strange. Um, but I was still surprised that, that they just were able to be, have, be that like flexible with the schedules just move Shang-Chi ahead of Eternals. I mean, I'm, I'm more excited for Shang-Chi, so seeing it before Eternals is fine with me. But I'm just surprised that they were that their scheduling even allows for that to happen. I, I I'm surprised Marvel didn't try to to fit four movies in a year. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's a filming thing. Um, maybe it's the Disney Plus stuff as well. But surprised they didn't just say, you know what, like we're not gonna push Eternal all the way back in November. We'll push that to like I don't know September or something like that, and then try to squeeze something else in November. But. I don't know. Maybe they couldn't yeah. get the filming of all those movies. Yeah, you know, I have been a lot like, to ask for. Okay. No, I said that might, that might have been a lot to ask. You know, especially yeah. considering we we don't know what the world looks like even two months from now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's just is. that. Yeah, it's just that f- fragile. So I think you know, even I think to me, even only pushing back Shang Chi two months to me is even like kind of like wishful thinking, in my opinion. Like I don't think that. Shang Chi is gonna keep that date. That's how. I, that's my personal opinion. I think that because eventually, because of, of like, uh, man, like, production uh, gets shut down at any day. Yeah. Like you just don't like. It's just there's no way this is gonna go through perfectly smoothly. I know they're working All the CW now. I believe. Got, uh, shut down. Mm-hmm. And so they were in Vancouver. Got shut down this week. Yeah, because you know we saw what happened with the Batman, obviously. So yeah. Yeah, the evidence seems to be pushing, and I'm not a scientist. I am a journalist, but not a scientist. But the evidence seems to be suggesting and pointing towards some kind of second wave. That, and I, I can't tell you how bad it's going to be. I can't tell you if it's going to be as terrible as it was in the beginning. But it seems like there's going to be a resurgence if it's not happening already in some places. It's just a matter of really how bad it is. But if there's a resurgence, like that's just going to shut everything down again. Like that's going to happen. So- I want EJ. I want, I want to frame that with what you told me last week, mm-hmm. and Shamari wasn't here, so I don't know if he got the scoop. Yeah, I don't but, even told you. You know, EJ had talked about how you know he had sources with the Batman uh, that said that the movie is supposed to be coming out in April of twenty two, despite the fact that it's uh, was scheduled for what October twenty one. Yes, scheduled for a long Halloween of twenty twenty one. But sources say that it, that's not the date. The date's in April of twenty two. Do you feel like that's a possibility with these Disney movies? I mean, that's a that's a a darkest timeline kind of thing. But like, I mean, if Warner Brothers is, I don't say they're lying, but if they're being super optimistic and super unrealistic, probably, then is there a chance Disney's doing the same thing? Because the May thing even seems really, really like wow. I mean, that's not really going to help. I mean, I think they're. Oh, let me get Sham go. I'm sorry. Um, I um. For, so if Batman is coming out October of twenty one, no, now it's now it's, I mean, uh, it's April twenty two. The actual date's April. So so EJ, you're saying the date is April. So you you have a source. That's what I'm hearing. It is April. That's what I'm hearing. Twenty two. Okay. In uh, public, that's interesting. Um. Uh, so so what so what is your question then, Kendall? Is, is there a chance that Marvel maybe? Black Widow is quote unquote May of twenty one, but is there a chance that that's a very soft date and that, that that'll almost certainly get pushed to like the fall, which seems more realistic of when like all right now you can get real numbers in the fall, 
and you're not really pushing it back to a point where the vaccine people may feel a little bit more comfortable. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Right. Yeah, I'd absolutely think. I mean, May of next year, um, you know, the vaccine may have just come out. Right. I mean, honestly. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm just being just being honest. Just going with the timeline. Just this safest. Yeah. You know, I honestly don't even really think the Batman needed to move personally, but. I mean, I think that October probably would have been yeah. a, that probably would have been a decent date for just people, just moviegoers. Yeah, it might be a comfortable thing also with the Batman. They've had a lot. Yeah, that of could stuff. that could be the thing as well. That's true, but um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's absolutely possible. Uh, but I mean, I think I do think that fall time is is probably safer. I don't know if May people are still going to be, you know, especially even if the, if the vaccine came out in March, right. people would be like, oh, you know, ready to go out to the to pack the IMAX. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, either way, they're going to take a lot of losses. They're not going to make that much money compared to what they would have made. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So I don't know what planet Disney's living on. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm being real. Like, I don't know what planet these theaters are living on thinking mm. they're going to make all Think this about money the NBA, back. the NFL, they're not just like, you know, we got to cancel until the fans can get back in the stand. You know, they're not. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're like, like, yo, just, we'll just take the TV. We got to cancel man. it until, until. We can fill the seats. It's like you're <laughs> not going to the same money we made before. It's like, it's like dreamland. It's like you're not going to make the same money. It's, it's like not make gonna a steady stream now. It's going to be less, but you'll make it'll something. It'll be less, but it'll be something. And that... you can continue to have production go on. And again, I sympathize with the theaters. I know some of them are running at like 50% capacity, which yeah. I mean, they're losing a lot of money on that anyway. Yeah, they're, they're showing do, movies they're that do, came out 40 years ago. They're doing what they can. They have hand sanitizer all over the place. They're requiring masks. They sell, they're sell. having masks at the theaters for yes. people if they don't have masks. They're taking measures, but it's just not going to be enough. No. It's just not going to be enough. I mean, I don't really know. It's sad. Again, I like going to the movies, but that's just the, the, that's just the state of the world right now. Yeah. Sad stuff. And it's 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 a sad situation, you know. Movies right now just ain't it. <laughs> you know, it's just that's the only way you can describe this. Movie theaters right now ain't it, and um, and it's gonna Look be. Look, I haven't wanted to. Yeah, man, that's all we got right now. <laughs> like yeah, that, um, like Disney that. will see. They'll see how many people will watch WandaVision. Yeah, they're gonna look at that. And they're gonna like, wow. look at those streaming numbers and go, wow. If this, yeah, I, I get the impression. <laughs> yeah, I think WandaVision is gonna do crazy numbers, and I wonder how they'll feel. About this decision, because I think they can't go back now. Now that this is it, they, they, we're not going to see it on the mat, on the app. It's going to be in no yeah. in theaters, yeah, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think I think I agree. I think that yeah. WandaVision got new numbers, and Disney may have some regrets about making the, the move that they did. Um, I'm combine these uh, these two stories here uh, before we get to the end of the show. So uh, first story, uh, John Cena. Uh, will be the WWE superstar John Cena will be reprising his role as Peacemaker for an eight episode series um, centered around the character that will debut on HBO Max. The show will be written and partly directed by the Suicide Squad director James Gunn, who also features obviously Peacemaker, uh, which is starring John, which is you know he cast John Cena in the movie The Suicide Squad, and some casting news from DC as well. Uh, Aldous uh, Hodge has been cast to play Cater Hall, a.k.a. Hawkman in DC's Black Adam movie. Hodge has previously starred, previously starred in Straight Outta Compton as MC Ren. Um, he also was in Hidden Figures. He is also in Regina King's upcoming movie, One Night in Miami, which is uh, apparently a phenomenal movie and a movie that 
will certainly be a factor in the awards season when that indeed comes around. Hodge will star across, obviously, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who's playing Black Adam. And he'll be joined by fellow JSA members, Adam Smasher, being played by Noah Centino, um, and Doctor Strange and Cyclone, who have yet to be cast. So, uh, Kendall, what do you make of both these stories? Hodge as Black uh, as Hawkman and John Cena uh, getting his own HBO Max series for Peacemaker. Yeah, first, uh, all the Hodge thing, you know, I mean, he was cool in uh, Three Out of Compton. I thought he did a good job. Um, so it should be interesting. You know, I, don't, I know a lot of people, oh, we got a Black Hawkman. Oh, you know, they're trying to change stuff and ah, blah 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 i mean look you know we're talking about a what an egyptian character anyway you know i mean egyptian african uh, i mean not not the worst thing in the world i don't know me personally but um so i think that could be good you know i think that could be good um the john cena thing is exciting uh obviously we're all big fans of john cena um i thought he did a very good job in bumblebee um not i don't know what the reception was i think people for for the most part thought he did a solid job but i thought he i thought he was very good in that movie um yeah Yeah. so i'm excited i mean this is the role that he was kind of born to play we all been kind of waiting for him to play some captain america some fake captain america some duke you know (laughs) carrying some duke character for u.s agent character so it should be exciting to see him as peacemaker and not only in the suicide squad but in his hbo hbo match project and we have to start asking ourselves um, again, maybe this is also another YouTube video. You know, we always talk. We always think about the Marvel Disney Plus stuff, but Warner Brothers and HBO Max is now becoming like a DC or DC and, and HBO Max is becoming a serious thing, where they're taking their yes. DCEU movie type projects and transitioning them to this HBO Max platform, and they have kind of this symbiotic relationship. And that's something that I believe James, not James Wan, uh, uh, Walter Hamada talked about during a uh, fandom. So it's exciting. Yeah. 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 Shmar, what yeah. do you make of that I mean, aspect this is, of it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is. Um. So I, I completely agree with you, Kendall. I mean, and I've been and Kendall knows I've been telling him for the past, honestly, a few months. I was gonna say a few weeks, but it's been many months I've been telling him this. I mean, HBO Max is absolutely one hundred thousand percent competing with Disney Plus. Yeah. I use HBO Max more than I use Disney Plus. I, I can yeah, say that for. That I can say that for a fact right now. Especially um, for like new stuff like everything i've seen almost everything on disney plus yeah. anything that i'd want to many see, times i've seen and you, max. and you can blame whatever you know just the state of child growing up as yeah, being man, a child yeah, in the early Cartoon 2000s Network and stuff <laughs> like maybe they were a little lacking back in the day i don't know but i don't know what it is <laughs> but i've seen that all everything on yeah. disney plus that i would have wanted to see i've seen millions yeah. of times already. and all, it's probably just because disney plus has majority kids content like yes, yeah. kids got it. I mean, it could be older stuff. Could be I mean, live has, action. I mean, it has some National Geographic stuff. Yeah, but it's got stuff that I would normally watch as a kid. You know, mm-hmm. but HBO Max has stuff for all ages. Yeah, it's HBO <laughs> as adults. Yes, yeah, exactly. It has you know all these movies. Yes, new like Warner Brothers movies and various <laughs> new HBO series. HBO series. So, um, so yeah, HBO Max has a fantastic catalog. Um, so I think this Peacemaker show is absolutely going to add to. To that HBO Max catalog. I mean, I've already watched Doom Patrol on there. I already watched all these other shows on there. Yes. So HBO, so uh, Peacemaker, this Peacemaker show is going to be another show that I'm going to be watching on HBO Max. And I think John Cena is going to knock it out of the park. Like you said, Ken, I think he was made for roles like this. He's going to do fantastic. Um, I 
I think he's going to do great. I think this is going to he's already he's already he isn't going to put him on the map. He's already on the map, but I think it's just this is just going to increase his brand. And if this show does really well, I think this could be really big for his career potentially. Oh, um, yeah, this could be his like rock moment when like the rock yeah. was like you know starting like, starting to get in all these other getting, yeah like starting to get know, more of these roles. and stuff and the yeah. game plan and it was like all right now he's getting some meeting oh, uh, yeah he's an actor yeah. so yeah I think this this could be one of the things that really kind of catapults his career potentially got to be good though it's not good. then it could go the other way yeah it's got to be good but I mean isn't James Gunn um, yeah, James sure. Gunn's working on it. I I I mean I think he struck gold with that. Yeah. So I, I really think this is going to be something special. Um, yeah. And Aldous Hodge, I mean, oh, yeah. And uh, Aldous Hodge, I mean, he, um, everything that I've seen him in, I very much enjoyed. Right. I think he's a very talented guy. I think he is going to be a very great Hawkman. Just looking at him and just seeing the figure, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is this yeah. guy can do Hawkman. He, he's a very, like, kind of aggressive personality. Yeah. Yeah, you can see, I'm like, this guy could absolutely play Hawkman. I can 100% see it. I can picture it right now. It works. That's what I can tell. That's a, probably what The Rock said. He's yeah. like, yeah, it works. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's the guy. That's probably what he said. So, so yeah, I. That guy, he's a titan. <laughs> yeah, so I absolutely think um, that this is a great casting. Um, I mean, the race, I mean, I. Um, I mean, like EJ, I know EJ, this is something you said. This isn't a, this isn't a character where they need to be white, where this is a yeah, character absolutely. where. They, so this it doesn't make sense unless this character is white. This is absolutely not one of those situations. And Hawkman isn't that doesn't isn't that kind of character where it's like just that name and just you see Hawkman and you're like this has to be a white a white right. person. You know he just doesn't yeah, have I mean, to, look, and the, he's an alien anyway. The the legends of tomorrow yeah exactly the legends of tomorrow stuff was kind of odd because like he was like he was, was he like supposed to be Egyptian but the guy I mean he looked white I don't yeah, know he, he looked kind of white and it was yeah, weird yeah, he was anyway. very little too that was the other problem yeah he was that. small he was yeah small yeah they had some issues going on there um <laughs> but yeah this this is a good casting I think he's gonna do a great job in the role I think this is gonna be good for his career as well so this is all very exciting news yeah it's funny you know uh first of all for um a little trivia so Kendall did trivia earlier uh, all this I, I talked about some of the projects that all this has already been a part of but did you guys know he was actually supposed to be the original Derwin Davis in the game. Oh. Hey, so if you, if you no. watch the back, uh, the backdoor pilot to the show, the CW show and BET show, the game, which is a sitcom slash dramedy um, based on life of fo- pro football players, he is he plays Derwin Davis. He plays Derwin opposite, you know, Tia Bari, who's Melanie Barnett. Which is just a that was just a very interesting. Fun fact that I found out uh, this week as I learned about Aldous Hodge, and I've been doing a binge on the game for the last week. Anyway, um, no, I, I think Hodge is great. Again, I agree. Every time I've seen him in anything, he's always really impressive. He definitely seems to kind of have the right Hawkman kind of demeanor. I think Hawkman's kind of intense, but also very passionate, and that's always seems to be the kind of role that I see Hodge playing. So I like the casting for Hodge. I think it's going to be really fun. I'm super excited about Cena doing the... Um, Peacemaker project because to me, um, this tells me that this Suicide Squad Peacemaker role is going to be kind of must watch. Like this movie, this makes me excited for the movie, which yeah, I'm already excited absolutely. for. Um, but to me, the fact that HBO and DC and everybody over there was so confident, you know, that they went straight to order, no pilot, just yep, eight episodes, guns doing it, and we're off, we're off and running. 
that tells me that, okay, one, this movie is going to be very serious, and I'm really excited for it. Particularly, Cena's role as Peacemaker is going to be one that is just going to be uh, just dynamite. And um, and that's so that's yeah, a really exciting project for me. On off, if he is, it's not going to be it's not going to be early in the movie. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I think. Well, yeah. Well, first of all, yes. That that does tell us that he probably won't be someone who dies in the first you know five minutes. Um, I don't. I think he still can die in the movie. To be fair, I think that there's a very good chance this movie yeah, ends up being uh, a prequel to the Suicide Squad. But um, but still, either way, man, I'm 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 excited. I, I really uh, am looking forward and, to and, uh, this project. Yeah, and the fact that they officially announced uh, announced makes me think there may be a misdirect there. Oh yeah. Yeah, you think uh, he's in the movie a long time, and then, yeah, know, he does die in the first fifteen minutes. And you're like, it's like Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool, where it's like you know he he's in the movie for like two scenes, and you're like, oh, this guy, I want to see more of this guy, but you know, it's uh, mm-hmm. doesn't fit in the movie. Uh, maybe it did fit in the movie, but you know, X Men Origins, uh, a lot of things didn't fit in that movie. <laughs> what did you think? Uh, we, I know we have one more thing to uh, we want to talk about, which was the CW moving yeah. on from a certain show. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so Supergirl is done. Um, this upcoming season, I believe, is season six. Will be the last season of Supergirl. Obviously, this has been a show that's been around for for a good minute now. Started on CBS, made the way over to CW after one season. It's been on there ever since. Um, I guess I'll go first in terms of one. You know, shout out to everyone uh, who's worked on that show. Shout out to the showrunner. Shout out to the, the cast. Um, you know, they've all been, uh, really good and, and, um, and just, yeah, you talk about embracing this culture and embracing what superheroes and us nerds and what this is about. I feel like that cast of all the shows we cover, I mean, they're, they've just been fantastic on social media in, you know, interaction with fans and things like that. So, um, and they, they produce some really solid stuff, you know, you know, we've gone back and forth and some things we didn't like, some things we did like, but, you know, for one, Melissa Benos, just an unbelievable job as a lead for a superhero show like that and her really you know kind of trailblazing kind of stuff being you know a female uh superhero for a a television show obviously we had linda carter back in the day but we haven't had really a lot of those figures throughout our history and she did a phenomenal job um and i also got a shout out to the show because it gave me my favorite live action iteration of lex luthor ever um, John Cryer obviously deserves a lot of credit for that, for, for, for bringing that to the forefront. But uh, I'm sad to see it go. I feel like Stargirl is kind of um, the replacement. I think that they kind of see that as a as a kind of obvious replacement for Supergirl. You know, as uh, Stargirl gets older and as the actress who plays Stargirl, um, Bassinger gets older, I think that they kind of see that as kind of your female superhero, young adult show. And I think you know, Supergirl not going on season six, and you know, Melissa now has a family. Shout out to Melissa Benos, by the way. I think uh, she just announced that she had her baby. I don't think we talked about it on this show. So, um, huge congrats to her, um, and uh, and uh, her her husband, who I can't remember his name. Um, Chris Wood. Wood. Yeah. Uh, shout out to him. But um, but yeah, I think I think that you know, they kind of in a position where they felt like with Superman, Lois coming on, with Star Girl in the mix that this was kind of the show that didn't need to continue. And I kind of get it. I, I kind of get it. But nonetheless, uh, thanks for the memories. You know, what do you guys have to make? Uh, what do you guys have to say about Supergirl's cancellation? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, this is something that was uh, not shocking 
you know, something we talked about a long time ago. Like, this wasn't something that we talked about maybe five months ago, but I'd say about a year ago. We had heard, you know, rumblings of a Superman show possibly being in the works. Same around the same time, we heard rumblings about a Supergirl movie coming out. And once we heard those two things, we put two and two together. Supergirl's on his last leg. Plus, at that point, we saw the show was kind of running its course a little bit, mm-hmm. kind of spinning its wheels a little bit. And, you know, you started to question, I mean, what's the longevity of this show? You know, like, how, how many times can you do this kind of story? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, look, it, it, I think the timelines make sense. Um, I think when you factor in those things, plus then, like EJ mentioned, uh, Stargirl now moving to CW um, and being obviously a very good show. Uh, I, I feel like it, 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 this is the move that they kind of had to make in terms of a portfolio decision. Um, and then you have Batwoman as well, which also is another female-led show. Although I think spiritually, Batwoman replaces Arrow in it more than it does Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still uh, especially since we still, still don't know what the deals with Arrow and the Canaries. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you don't, but I mean. That mm-hmm. that show ain't ever coming out, EJ. All right, yeah. Yeah, I thought we settled yeah, that. Kendall already made up his mind on that. I thought we settled that, uh, you know, before the pandemic, pre-pandemic. <laughs> no, but um, no, yeah. Uh, so no, this is this is tough, but you know, it, it's it 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 happens. Um, do we think that there's anything else that's coming out, or do you think the slate is pretty set now, or do you think there may be a new show there, you know, behind the CW? Uh, another open slot maybe for them to throw in there yeah who do you think Shane? or that's that role and superman lows what about you what do you think Shane? Uh, I, mean, I mean i pretty much think that um i pretty much think it's star girl superman and lois you know i still i still hold out hope <laughs> that they'll bring they're bringing swamp thing still holding out hope that you know juan and all the showrunners and people working on swamp thing CW at least reaches out to them. Somebody reaches out HBO Max. Somebody, <laughs> somebody reaches out to them and says, "Hey, you guys did a great job. Do you got? Do you have the time? Do you have the whatever? I know with COVID, it's uh, with COVID, nothing's really on the table. <laughs> Nothing. You can't. You're not gonna go and reach out to somebody and say, "Hey, man, Juan will probably be like, look, we dealt with worse production production challenges before <laughs> COVID. Season one. I mean, we had our entire budget slashed in the last three episodes." Yeah, that'd be the least of their words. Yeah. Someone, someone dies on set. <laughs> I know. Right? Um, you know, but um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really don't think there's anything added to to the slate. Um, yeah, I mean, Supergirl. Supergirl was, uh, you know, you guys know, I I, I wasn't the biggest fan <laughs> of Supergirl. <laughs> so you know, I'm not. You are a big fan of the Flash, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of got jokes. Um, but yeah, you guys know, I wasn't the biggest fan of Supergirl. Especially in the later seasons, um, though some of the stuff I thought they were doing well with the Agent Liberty and some of that stuff was pretty oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, but the show had its high points. It had its lower points. Uh, you know, Red Tornado comes to mind. It had some of its lower oh, points man. for sure. You know, this is like an in memoriam, um, man. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I thought I think the cast was extremely talented. Um, Melissa Melissa Benos should be very proud of what she's been able to do. With the character. Tomorrow, you're a big Smallville guy. What do you think about EJ's take on uh, Cryer being the best Les Luthor? I thought that was uh, thought that was a little spicy, man. I mean, look, I'm not a... I, I, said, my, a, I said my favorite, to be clear. I did not say the best. He's my, he's <laughs> my favorite Les Luthor. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. 
Look, Rosenbaum was a great Lex Luthor. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's, that's my go. I mean, look, again, Gene Hackman and Gene Hackman, but that's my go. Yeah, Rose, Rosenbaum was a fantastic Lex Luthor. I'm Rosenbaum was great. Again, I'm only saying that's my, that's just my favorite. That's why I said I didn't say the best. I said it's my favorite Lex Luthor, a live action, is Cryer. Um, but that's just me. I understand people will say Rosenbaum. Obviously, shout out to big respect to the legend Gene Hackman. Both also fantastic. No, I'm not going to mention Homeboy that was in BBS. Um, but, yeah, he's not, no, he's not on that same list. He's not in the same category. No, no Jesse Eisenberg here. But, um, but yeah, he's just my favorite, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we've got others, other Superman content coming. We got Superman and Lois. We've yeah. got, you know, you know, I, purportedly we got this Supergirl movie, uh, yeah. apparently. It was, yeah. That was a so, while ago, so I don't yeah, know what the yeah. with that. Who knows? Yeah, again. Didn't we hear that that was, like, potentially, like, off the table? Out. I feel like we did a story <laughs> about that. Uh, Booster Gold Bluebeal. Didn't we do a story about that movie potentially being off the table? I think we might have done you done, might have done something like that. Know. We do. Like, I don't think it was official, but that yeah, was like did, word did that we they do kind a story of about away. the Lobo movie being off the table. <laughs> did we just did we just ignore that? That's still part of the table. Lobo, cyborg. Yeah, I, mean, I also yeah, want to give a shout out. I also want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Kyler Lee as well, played Alex Danvers, who is one of my favorite Arrowverse characters. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, she'll yeah. find other work. Yeah, she's really. Yeah, good. she definitely will. But she's like probably one of my. She's definitely top five for me favorite Arrowverse characters so yeah, I yeah, yeah. Talk about a good out. actor actress she was she was definitely top yeah, I think she was top 10. tier yeah yeah for me and the Arrowverse is big but yeah top 10 and talk think, about you know bringing life to a character who was not you know someone who had a you know a backstory in the DC universe that yeah, this is a base. brand new character that they came that they came about but also again you know David Harrowwood you know on yeah, you know, bringing Martian Manhunter to live action, he also was fantastic. Oh, legend, yeah. I miss Kalisa Flyhard. Right, live action. Yep. Yeah, and I miss Kalisa Flyhard too. Um, she was great as Cat Grant. It's unfortunate I, that the later seasons we didn't get her back. My last question before we close out here: What? Yep. Rapid fire or one one word? How long does the Flash? Uh, how many more seasons does the Flash have? Two, three. Smarty says three. EJ says two. I'm gonna go. And I'm counting. When I say two, I mean this season included. I think there's a good chance yeah, that next year. Season, one more after that is the last one. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, you're EJ. So you think two? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, think two. I mean, I don't say three. I mean, I think the show has a very strong fan base. Yeah, this think, one's definitely harder. To I, I think. I think the cast does a very good job. Very, you know, regardless of the, the issues, with, yeah. <laughs> issues with some of the people in the cast, unfortunately. That's what I'm gonna say. That's the thing. That's why I can't see it going three seasons. And I, you know, I don't want to get into innuendos about whatever with the cast, but it just don't seem like this is the kind of cast that's gonna be together for three seasons, three more. Morale seasons. seems kind of low. It feels like that. You know, what I'm saying, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have any source oh, material. I don't even told anything. Yeah. It's just the way things look. Three seasons sounds like a lot to me with this cast. <laughs> I think, I think and this is not a, and this is not a show where you can do just massive recastings. Like these characters are too entrenched. So yeah, I mean, I we're also, talking about the main characters. So yeah, I think it also depends on how well this Flash movie does. That's I think that's why I said three. Okay. Um, yeah. Honestly, I feel like if the movie does, the movie can have several different effects. I feel like if it does marginally well, 
which I think it will. I actually think it'll give the show a little bit of a boost. Yeah, it could help. Grant Gustin, we EJ talked about it last week, probably will be in the movie. So yes, that'll yeah, there's a very good chance he'll show up in the movie. I think that'll boost the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they got they got one more run. They got one more running with. Uh, yeah, I think they got this next upcoming season, which I think very well could be Godspeed, and then like they'll do one more running with Dawn before we end completely. That's my guess. I was hoping you'd say uh, running with uh, Rip Hunter. Why are we running with Rip Hunter? <laughs> Rip. <laughs> Talk about a throwback there to legends of all shows. Um, which I got I to gotta binge. Uh, yeah, how well. many seasons back are we now? Like six, seven? <laughs> we're pretty far back. <laughs> I think we're like, I think we're a full, like, I think we're a full two and a half. Easy. We still got the studio, the board in the studio. You 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 wrote down shows to watch. Legends. legends. Yeah, Still there, man. Haven't, haven't watched one episode since, man. We um, we one of these, one of these times. Look, man, I, I'm in my binging mood though. Again, I'm I'm binging the show, The Game, which is you know one of my all time favorite shows of any genre right now. So I feel like you know I, I'm binging the game now. Maybe I'll get into the mood of binging more shows. So I, I've been binging. I haven't been binging, but I've been on this long project of listen watching all the Earth's Mightiest Heroes on Disney Plus, which is why I disagree with you guys. I watch Disney Plus. Way more than HBO Max right now, mostly because of uh, Earth's Mightiest. Um, so I'm in that binging position. So there may be a time where I decide, you know, all right, let's let's put in Legends. Let's see, let's give this a shot. You know, I like the show. It just, you know, what we were doing, watching so many episodes, it just it just was so much. And once we got behind, they just never got back on the never got back on the horse. But I do want to get back on because I like the show. I think that's it, boys. I think that's going to do it for this podcast, man. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. Again, happy International Podcast Day um, for those celebrating. Uh, that on, you know, obviously it's Wednesday. You may be listening to this on a Thursday, but regardless, you know, we're recording this on International Podcast Day. Hope you guys enjoyed. Of course, you can catch all of our podcasts on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find that on SoundCloud, iTunes, or well, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, check out, check, our, check out our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. Follow us on social media. We have, we're on Twitter, New Generation Pod. On Instagram, New Generation Podcast. And on Facebook, New Generation Media. You can find Shamari um, on, uh, Insta- on Instagram and Snapchat, MCSham22. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. And on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys so much for listening in. Hope you guys enjoyed. I'm Kendall. I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.